welcome to another thrill-packed episode of Superman Movie Minute, the show that scrutinizes, analyzes, and you'll believe a man can flies his 1978 Superman the Movie five minutes at a time. Proud member of the Fire and Water Podcast Network, I'm one of your hosts, Chris Franklin, and joining me on this journey through time and space is... Rob Kelly. Hey, Rob. How's it going? How you doing, Chris? Uh, I lead needle to know. I set the first directional vector to 19, and the second directional vector to 37, and the third one to 119. <laughs> Wait a minute. One 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 nineteen. <laughs> oh, that very good, very good. <laughs> I got the numbers wrong, but I think the the spirit of it is there. You got the spirit right. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah. Uh, this time, Rob and I are discussing minutes one hundred one through one hundred five. We begin with Lex dealing with Otis's incompetence that Rob uh, alluded to, much to Miss Tessmacher's delight, and ends with Superman flying away from the Daily Planet building toward his first confrontation with this arch enemy, so very exciting times here. Now, we know the meat of the first scene is uh, Hackman's slow volcanic eruption (laughs) and Ned Beatty stammering, oh, gee, oh, gee, over and over. Uh, But I don't know about you, but it was a long time before I noticed just how giddy Miss Tessmacher got over this. Did you notice that? I I was glad you mentioned that because the version of this I saw for many years after the theatrical one was on cable TV, and that version is pan and scanned. It's not letterboxed. Mm. So she was always cropped out of the frame in this shot because this is an extreme, you know, it's got the three of them across. So, yeah, it wasn't until I saw the letterboxed version that I ever noticed that she is like so she's like another school bully who's, who's happy to watch one kid beat up another kid. And, you know. We talked about it in the previous episode where she has a line about, I know I'm going to get a, a rap in the mouth for this, and you feel bad for her because that's obviously awful. But then you feel less bad because she's obviously just as much of a sadist as Luthor that she enjoys watching Otis get the crap beat out of him. So, yeah, right. it's, it's really creepy the way she gets so excited over the, the fact that Otis is, is about to get beaten up. It's awful. Yeah, I mean, it's it, you can you can kind of read into it and kind of understand her character more why she's with Lex, you know, I oh, mean, yeah, you, yeah. you know, I mean, because as we go along later in the movie, you know, she's got that, that, that famous line, you know, why can't I get it on with one of the good guys? Well, that's, this is why. Yeah, this is, this be, maybe you need to look, do some, do some inside work, uh, Miss Desmarker. Right. Look deep inside and see how dark your soul is or something. Uh, but, but one thing I really like about these, these moments even though that is very dark and there's some like kind of, you know, even amongst all this comedy, there is kind of a dark underbelly to all this. It does sell how long the three of these characters have been together. And, you know, you just can't imagine, you know, they've pulled lots of capers. They've, they've been together for a lot of years. They've done a lot of things together, probably things that, you know, you really don't want to know, yeah. uh, but it, they sell that here. I, I think you can, you can read that into it. Well, what you, it's funny you, you mentioned that because later on when we hear – and then it's in these five minutes when we hear the bit about that the meteor has been stolen, we hear that two people, two people were killed mm-hmm. at the museum, which means Luthor and, his, and these two murdered – the two people at the museum to get the meteor. And it's, I mean, right. now, I mean, we know that Luther is willing to kill people because we see him kill the detective early on. And, and we know that obviously he's going to kill millions of people with his plan, but that's, that's a little throwaway detail that you're like, wow, these, these people for all their bumbling goofiness, they're also murderers. And it, it really, 
I don't know. I, I, we, we, we've talked about it been slightly critical of how goofy these scenes get. And you even mentioned that it almost gets like a little mad, 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 mad worldish at times, especially the three hour version. But I think it mm-hmm. helps it. I, those little bits help, uh, kind of give these villains a more, a little more of a, of a serious bedrock, you know, that it's like, no, they're out there killing people. And if not for Superman there, they would be, they would be mass murderers on a scale untouched in human history, really, if their plan went through. So it's pretty, pretty dark stuff. Right. And I, and I think you, you kind of got to wonder, you know, and back in the, back in the seventies, if, if something was <laughs> deemed a family entertainment and, and in the days before a PG 13 rating, I mean, I know in some aspects, PG movies were all over the map with nudity and, 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 uh, and, and, and curse words and things oh, yeah. like that, that you wouldn't find in a PG movie today, if you can even find a PG movie. Uh, but, but, but on the other hand, I think, I wonder if sometimes the reason that we're told not shown those type of things is because they did want to kind of keep this more family friendly. You know, mm-hmm. they did want, they did want to kind of, you know, because if if we did see them doing nasty things, and 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 I think that's one reason why you know Mike uh, Michael Bailey brought up last time about Kevin Spacey's Lex, he was a lot more just kind of sinister uh, than Hackman's. He just seemed more angry, and and you, I, I don't know, you could he didn't really do anything any really worse on camera other than when he just like beat Superman, which was just awful. Yeah, that seems uh, pretty rough. Yeah, it, it's hard to watch. Yeah, it really is, but. Uh, I think that's one reason why they didn't do things like that in this, in, in these movies. And I think they were smart to do that, you know, because, uh, you know, for whatever reason, we, even though Lex is, you know, obviously he's going to do this horrible, he's got this horrible, awful plan. He, he's still charming in, in his mm-hmm. own sure. way, you know? Sure. So, so, uh, yeah, I, I, I think all that just works, works toward that. But, and I, you know, Lex actually leaves the wheel in the moving ambulance yeah. there, and you know, I mean, that's how incest is just so mad at, at at Otis for what he did, and it's, and it also points to just how these these people are nuts. Yep. You know, I mean, they're, yep. they're just just flat out nuts. So, uh, so then we cut to the Navy missile convoy, and Lex and Otis, uh, who now has a black eye. Are driving a tractor. Yeah, (laughs) that is nice. They're driving a tractor trailer, which is hauling a mobile home. Uh, Now, here's a trivia question for the group, and I'm not trying to. I wouldn't know this, so. But just anybody out there listening to the show, uh, what is the name of the cab of Lex's? The name on the cab of Lex's. Oh wow! uh, Uh, It is. uh, Wait a minute for a second. Okay, it is Hardy's hauling. Just that's a trivia point uh, <laughs> for you if you if you ever go to Dragon Con or one of those things. And I bet you Michael Bailey just like rattled it off. Hardy's hauling, uh, but uh, uh, maybe not. But some somebody probably did out there. And if you did, uh, let us know in the comments section. We won't give you anything. We just want to know. I I, 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 I just want to know. I don't. Know. But, I did not know it, and I've seen this movie ten million times, and I'm talking about it five minutes at a time, and I didn't. <laughs> I didn't either. It's like, and it's not spelled like the restaurant Hardee's. It's mm. like, but, but anyway, uh, while the frustrated naval officers and soldiers deal with the very obtuse acting Lex and Otis, Miss Tessmacher in nylons and her red evening dress, no less, uh, she's also got a tool belt on, climbs from underneath the iron bridge they are stopped on and makes her way to the missiles controls to change the coordinates. Now, I don't know about you, but 
wow, I mean, I, climbing around in that outfit is just wow. You know, that's it, it looks it's a good look for her though. I mean, it's very I, fetching. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, yeah. She looks uh, like Marilyn Monroe. I think they even say in the commentary. I mean, where does Luther get all this stuff? Where does he? Get, I mean, he just he had to come up with a, a prop house and a prop truck. Uh, in case something went wrong, I guess he was betting that Otis would screw it up, so he always has to have like a, a ba- Batman-esque plan B or something. But where does where does Luther keep all this stuff? I know he's rich, but still, I don't know. I mean, you know, with uh, and I hate to say this because it is such a goofy scene, but it makes you wonder: did they just kill somebody hauling oh, a house? Wow. You know? I didn't even think of that. Oh, yeah, oh I bet they did. Oy. Yeah, in an ambulance. I mean, you know, it's you know what from what you brought up earlier. It doesn't. It wouldn't surprise me, but. Uh, but it is so. I mean, they're just you know. Of course, the naval officers all and soldiers all run out, and and uh, much like he was as the uh, ambulance driver, which gave me a chuckle. You know, Hackman's mm-hmm. just like heck of a day, isn't it? You know, just I so mean, just, so upbeat. Yeah, so oblivious I, to what's going on. I like the scene inside the uh, the truck where the guy blames his subordinate, and then the other guy tries <laughs> to pawn it off on Jablonski, and he's like, "I didn't ask Jablonski, I asked you." I love that. The guy's like, he's. The, the classic shit rolls downhill kind of thing. I thought that was really funny. Right. I will. I will give. I will say. Michael brought this up. The naval guys do seem like they got their act together a little bit better. We even. A little bit. We yeah. even. We a little bit. They still get. I mean, obviously, it's still. They still get the. They still get on there and get to do what they want to do. But there is a guard. If you notice, I always wonder why isn't there a guard back by this missile? But there is a guard that walks by, but he just doesn't see her. Yep. So. Yep. Uh, so there. So that you know it didn't make him look quite as incompetent one another thing i really love is when uh lex calls uh, the lieutenant a sergeant and he gets mm-hmm. all we're talking to a naval him. officer <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah it's you know it's a it's a it's a funny it's a funny bit and uh but uh, of course uh, miss tessmacher actually succeeds where otis failed which you know brings up the whole point that i had last time of why didn't he just entrust her to do that to <laughs> begin with <laughs> Um, so now we change locales and we move forward in time somewhat. I, I don't know how much time is, has gone by, but we've, we've moved forward in time somewhat. And, uh, we're at the Hoover Dam where Jimmy Olsen is taking some photos and nearby Lois interviews a native American gentleman about the mysterious person who has recently been buying up their land at insanely high prices. And this is all while Lois is driving her car very badly. <laughs> I, I do like that that's the kind of in keeping with the personality they've established for this Lois Lane, that she's a klutz and she's kind of oblivious to stuff like that. I like that, that she's so busy, you know, uh, trying to get the interview that she's driving off the road. And it, it's the guy she's interviewing has to point out to her, um, uh, Miss Lane, you know, he just like taps uh, the, the dashboard. She's like, oh, yeah. And then we'll slide right off the road. I think that's it's very much in keeping with this version of Lois Lane. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it, it just shows that, you know, she is so – it's all about the story, yep. you know. And yep. and as we continue to follow this Lois Lane into sequels that we're not supposed to discuss, uh, she <laughs> she continues to follow that story no matter what. So, I'm wagging my finger uh, at you right now, Chris. <laughs> can't see it, but I'm doing it. Yeah, no, no video call on this Skype nope, call. No, no, no. Yeah, you know, I, I also think, you know, it's a it's a nice angle to have Lois get in on the Lex story at this point without even knowing it. I, I like that. You know, it's like all these all these things are coming together, mm-hmm. and 
And, uh, you know, I mean, they could, you know, they could have had, you know, Lois know something. Obviously, Lex is a known commodity, at least to the police. And they could have had Lois say something about, oh, well, it might have something to do with Lex Luthor and go out there. But I like that she's unaware mm-hmm. of what she's coming on to. I, right. I, I like that aspect of it. Or if this had been a really dumb movie, Perry could have assigned Lois to sports. <laughs> just as a, just as a for instance. <laughs> yes. <laughs> speaking of speaking of Perry, now we cut back to the Daily Planet where the entire newsroom has tuned into the coverage of the dual rocket test, uh, which obviously that means there's been some time because they've got the missiles in place and they're going to do the test. So Clark uh, goes in to see Perry, who tells him about a senseless murder robbery in Addis Ababa, which mm. Rob alluded to, and he gives him a pep talk about confidence. Uh, so <laughs> I always like this scene when Clark walks in, the exchange he has with the, the guy, Gil, he's talking to. <laughs> you're you're uh, blocking you know, the pick- set, Clark. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he, he, he picks on him for it like that. But then Clark asked about his wife, and he said, oh, she's great, you know, and, and his wife's name is Judy, by the way. And uh, I think that I like that because it shows that despite the fact that Clark, you know, the Clark, the Clark persona is this bumbling uh, kind of awkward guy, he still liked, he still has friends yeah, at the Daily yeah. Planet. Oh, it's sweet. You know? Yeah, no, I, like, I really like it. Yeah, and, you know, he's, the other guy he comes by, he waves at him, and it's it's nice. It's like he's he's fully integrated into into the Daily Planet office. Uh, so, and it, you know, he goes in to see Perry and if, you know, you can see the brass daily planet globe on Perry's desk that will become important in a later film. So, uh, in a scene. Damn it, Chris. (laughs) (laughs) You you keep trying to do this. I don't know what, what the goal of this is. I'm sorry. Let's just talk about this movie, Chris. Let's just talk about this movie. Okay. Okay. Uh, I, I, I love the Perry's heart to heart with Clark, you know, you know, of course he would try to get him to be more confident, more aggressive. Uh, and, and you and I already talked about this, uh, when we were talking about, uh, something a while back in one of our Facebook back and forth, but, but the exchange about you know, what Clark's lacking. <laughs> Confidence. <laughs> and Clark, um, humility. <laughs> oh no, no, no. You got bags of humility. That is, that is the title of my autobiography, Bags of Humility. <laughs> <laughs> and I actually think I need to turn in my Superman movie card because I think I accidentally said that was in Superman 2 when I know better. So it's not in. And I keep bringing up Superman 2. did it again. Oh, All right. I, 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 I feel like this is like a drinking game. How much? Take a swig every time Chris mentions one of the sequels. And it's like people are just lottoed <laughs> now at this point. Can we not? On the floor. I, I'm sorry. I just can't. I have a problem. My name is Chris, and I have a, a problem. I, I can't quit talking about Superman sequels. This is the same uh, place, Chris. It's a good question. I love this scene a lot. I liked it that, that Clark and Perry get their own scene, and it's like that Perry sees something in Clark and wants to bring it out of him, bring it out of him and turn him into like a really good reporter. I think it, it's really sweet. I love that they took the time to do this scene. You know, it probably wouldn't have... Because Perry White is not, you know, one of the main characters, but I, I really like that they get a one-on-one, even if it is very brief. I, th- I think it's great. And his whole speech about, I was a general reporter where all my friends were copy boys. Uh, it makes me want to see, like, the Perry White prequel show. I, I, I'm not big on Superman prequel shows, but that one I'd actually probably want to watch. Right, I mean, that's that's a prequel show that would be worth watching. I'd, yeah, you know, the, the hard-driving reporter, Perry White. <laughs> Perry White cub reporter, I'd watch that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's in it... it 
and you know, the, again, it's it's another one of those cases where a few di- lines of dialogue with coming out of the mouth of a really great actor yep. really fleshes that character out. I mean, you just get an idea of who of who Jackie Cooper's Perry White is. You know, yeah, it's terrific. Uh, it, yeah, it's 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 fantastic. So while Perry is lecturing Clark. Uh, him, Clark, and every dog in Metropolis hear a high-pitched signal. It is a message from Lex Luthor, who demands Superman's presence, or he'll release a deadly gas pellet in the city's air ducts. This, of course, is a job for Superman. Uh, did Did you notice how Reeb's face changes as soon as he hears a voice behind that sound? I mean, as soon yeah. as Lex starts talking, he, like, stands up straighter and it's like an instant change from Clark to Superman. Yep, 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 yep. He gets, he, yeah, he turns into Superman, even though he's got the glasses and the, the slicked down hair. But yeah, he's Superman in that moment. It's a great the 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 close up is is really good too. Yeah, I think it's a it, right. It's a great. There's patch. an up angle shot. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, it makes Clark. It makes Christopher Reeve's jaw look like ginormous. He's mm-hmm. like he's like Jerry Ordway Superman all of a sudden. Yeah, you know, it's yeah, awesome. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It bothers awesome. me. It bothers me there are so many loose dogs in Metropolis. That that upsets yeah. me. Those, those dogs are all homeless because they're all like running around the streets and stuff. Uh, that that bothers. Me. Those dogs need homes. Come on, Superman, round those dogs up and get them homes. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it looks like it's like the you know the casting call for Lady and the Tramp or yeah, something. Right, you know, exactly. it's a hard knock <laughs> life for us. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. You know, very, very upsetting. Yeah, it's yeah. Superman needs to get on that after he takes care of this gas pellet thing, yes. but. Um, of course, we get this really cool scene where Clark, you know, he walks out of Perry's office, and of course, everybody's watching the missile launch on the TV. So, you know, he makes his way to a window, uh, and I just have to question before we get into what he does: Does the Daily Planet not have a storage closet? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I do love the shot. I love the tracking shot that we go across the room and then from outside. I think that's a, it's a really uh, handsome shot. It does terrify me that they are this high up and they have like a window that's just open mm-hmm. uh, because all that's there are the blinds. So if somebody's not paying attention and like leans against the window, out they go. You know, it's that's I mean, that's really plus probably very windy. Uh, to be that high up and have the window open with that much paper really blowing around, like it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But you know, you just gotta, you just gotta roll with it. And I know that you love this transformation, but this whole thing of Clark just jumping out the window has—is there nobody on this floor happening to see Clark do this? Seeing Clark commit suicide? <laughs> what is going on here? Yeah, all somebody has to do is turn around, and then, uh, you know, uh, then they're going to think, oh, God, Clark is dead. And as you said, he just committed suicide. Yeah. I mean, even if they, you know, he comes up, oh, Superman caught me, then how's he going to answer? Why did you jump out <laughs> the window, Clark? in the first place? Oh, my God. These people are supposed to be reporters. They're not noticing this? this is... Yeah. <laughs> and how's, gonna, how's Perry going to feel about Clark running out on his lecture? I mean, you know, is, is Clark going to get reamed the next time he comes in the office? I, I, I think so. You know, I think he's, he's showing gumption. He saw a story and he ran after it. I think Perry might even appreciate that. Well, that's true. If he comes up with some, if he comes up with a good enough reason, yeah. Uh, but of course, you know, he goes to the window, takes off his glasses, and drops. And this is the real question, and it's it's one that's that I think I don't hear brought up a lot. But this is an interesting Superman Clark to Superman change because he essentially, you know. He goes into a dive, and 
he kind of instantly changes partially into Superman in that shot. Yep. So I've always said in my head, it's just a super speed change. Me too. Me too. I, I don't, I don't equate it with and made up super powers, which I won't mention where these will later <laughs> become a problem. Uh, but, take a drink, everybody. Take a drink. Uh, but I've always, you know, chalked it up. It's super speed. I do think it's interesting that, you know, Underneath his cape, he still got his Clark Kent pants on for that split second. I know. <laughs> you look, you look close enough. Like, that looks really silly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but uh, it's still cool. And I, as, a, as a kid, I thought that was cool because I never really seen Superman change that way. You know, so I, I, I thought it was cool. And uh, I, I don't know. I, the next scene of him taking off, you know, it's like a you see a, the Metropolis skyline with all these huge buildings. And this little tiny speck of a Superman, but uh, it looks great, and it show it really sells the scale of Metropolis and Superman flying through the city like few other scenes in the movie. I, I really think it's sharp. Yeah, oh no, it looks terrific. Uh, they talk and on the commentary they talk about all the different ways Superman flew, and they were like wires and this and that. And Tom Mankiewicz says, "Wasn't there some animations?" He's like, "Isn't this animation?" Meaning this scene, and Donner's like, "Nope, nope, nope. This is." This is probably like a model that they're doing. But yeah, it looks great. It, it, it's a nice shot of the scale. You know, like this is Superman. This is this tiny little figure flying around the city. So, yeah, and like you, yeah, I never – I always assumed it was just super speed. That's that's just what he's doing. He's not – you know, he doesn't have like transforming pants powers. He's, he's actually just <laughs> moving really fast, which is fine. It, it, I, I'm, I'm making fun of it, and I do wish – I wonder why they didn't just do the storage closet bit, but it's fine. Right, yeah. I, I think it was just more – I think they just thought, well, that'd be more dramatic if he just dropped yeah. out the window, yeah. you know, and yeah. And, yeah. and so they put it in, and, and and then somebody thought, well, you know, if you show him, like, you know, opening up his shirt and throwing off his shirt and then his jacket and then taking his pants off as he falls out the window, it's going to look really clumsy. So, uh, you know, so let's just have him, you know, transition into into Superman, and we'll say he did it at super speed. I I, I personally think that's what it is, but it's it has always kind of, hmm, you know. I, jumped at it. Jumped out at me a little bit. I do wonder why he falls. Why doesn't he go up? He doesn't have to fall. Why? Like, why do that? Why go True. down? Why not go up? <laughs> so, well, you know, I don't think we ever. I don't want to say. Never mind. I'm not. I don't want people to get drunk watching this episode. Never mind. <laughs> Listen to this episode. So, <laughs> I just will say. Clark Kent doesn't ever seem to really do a whole lot of superman-y things other than vision powers. Yeah, you know? that's true. And these, yeah, yeah. So I'll just, I'll just leave it there. I'll just leave it there. All right. Uh, because, because I'm getting in trouble. So, <laughs> I'm getting written up, and I'm getting, I'm getting fire and water demerits for. for I, I'm, I'm texting Cindy to ha- tell her to slap you right now. <laughs> well, she's gonna slap me anyway, so it might as well be for something there that's worthwhile. Go. Exactly. So, uh, <laughs> so as we leave this scene, now we know that Superman and Lex are about to meet for the first time. So this is very exciting. Uh, our hero is going to meet his arch enemy. And, uh, this is, this is, this is now we're getting into the, the meat and the potatoes of the, of the finale of this movie. So it's, it's getting, it's getting really exciting, really, really exciting. Yeah. There's some great stuff coming. And I said, it's, uh, we've talked about this in other episodes, but I, the scene with him and Perry, I think is terrific. And I like that, they, you know, the movie doesn't just become an action thrill ride in the second half. It actually does find moments for stuff like that, little bits and pieces. Uh, and I, I like the whole, 
idea that because uh, we this is where we learn Superman has like another power, you know, that he can hear something that other people can't. That isn't really explained other than just Luthor just does it. But I think that was cool too. You know, I mean, there's no point in the movie where earlier where he's like, "Well, I can also hear at different volumes, Lois." You know, they they just say you just go with it. So I like that they introduce all that. But it, yeah, it's, I think it's a great great bunch of scenes. Yeah, me too. Uh, it's 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 great. It's great to uh, uh, you know now we're we're getting into uh, we're probably gonna you know Superman's probably gonna be in like every minute segment we five minute segment we do from here on out too. So uh, that that's exciting too. Not that I not that I mind the segments he's not in but the kid in me is still when superman's on screen i'm more excited <laughs> i can't help yeah it. <laughs> uh so rob uh I, I think that'll do it for this uh segment um why don't you tell the fine folks where they can find you on the network uh well i'm all over the place i do treasure cast and digest cast and pot dylan and film and water podcast and Fire and Water, of course, with Shag, and I will be, I don't know, I'm trying to think when this episode airs, it's either very close or just after the debut of uh, MASHcast, the show I'm really excited to be starting, uh, so that'll that'll be uh, de- debuting on February 28th, which will be really cool, I'm excited to do that, and uh, you can find all the stuff I do uh, over on Twitter, of course, I have handles for virtually all my shows, so <laughs> you can find me there, too. <laughs> now, here's a good here's a good question. What's the uh, what's the Venn diagram of Superman the movie and Mash? What's the crossover there? That's a good, I got to think about that. There's got to be a couple actors. There must be. Got, I, I can't yeah. think of one off the top of my head, but there has to be. I mean, they were they were being produced at the same time, so there must be some small actor here and there. I'll have to dig that out as we as we go along. Yeah. Okay. That's that's cool. I, I was just that just popped in my head. I'm like, hmm. I wonder if he knows. I thought you. Yeah, I thought you could possibly just know that off the top. Yeah, of your <laughs> no, I can't. I don't. I oh, gee, I can't believe I did. Ned Beatty. Ned Beatty did a guest appearance on Mash, of course. Oh, okay. I can't believe well, I didn't. That was easy. Jeez, yeah, he was on a he's on a season five episode playing a priest, uh, like a, a car. Um, uh, I forget what religious figure he is, but he's basically Father Mulcahy's boss in the in the oh, wow. hierarchy. So yeah, and he's very funny. He talks about that he has to go to bed and do two push-ups. That's his his famous bit. He doesn't. So yeah, that's right. He was and, and yeah, there we go. Ned Beatty. Right oh, there. cool. Well, that's pretty. That's pretty high up on the yeah, it's, uh, yeah. on the hierarchy of stars from this movie. There so all right, there cool. Well, uh, I myself uh, host a few shows on the network. Super with my wife Cindy, Batman Nightcast with, with Ryan Daly, and uh, the new JLU cast uh, with my wife Cindy again, and which of course features Superman covers the Justice League and Justice League animated, uh, Justice League Unlimited animated series. I'll get this right one of these days. Uh, that's fairly new to the network, so give that a listen. Uh, and uh, we'd love to read your comments on Superman the Movie over at FireWaterPodcast.com, and you can leave us a review on iTunes. If you're so inclined, a five-star review would be really cool. Uh, yeah, that <laughs> would be as great. Always, yeah, that'd be great. Uh, thanks, as always, to Pete the Retailer and Alex Robinson for welcoming, I said it right, us into the Movie by Minute family and allowing us to use their format. So be sure to check out all the great movie shows at moviesbyminute.com. Join us for our never-ending battle here next week on Superman Movie Minute. Bye. Bye. This country is safe again, Superman, thanks to you. No, sir. Don't thank me, Warden. We're all part of the same team. Night.